The Stations of the Cross by Carol Hauslander The Third Station And I want you to know that this is an imperfect reading um, of The Stations of the Cross uh, shared so that people like me, working people, might be able to do a little bit more spiritual reading in their time. And so this is not what I would say a perfect um, recording in any way, but it's something I wanted to do in order to help other people like me who may have the best intentions to read, and then for whatever reason they don't. And so this may provide an opportunity for someone who is driving or walking to be able to get some of the spiritual reading in and or listen to it by podcast. Jesus falls the first time. At the very first step of the way to Calvary, Jesus stumbles and falls. He is down on his knees in the dirt. What has happened to this man? This man who had just now declared himself to be king of a spiritual world with legions of angels at his command, who has been known to hold back the overwhelming force of the storm and still the raging seas by an act of his will. Who by a mere touch of his hand caused the living fig tree to wither and has fallen now under the purely material weight of the cross he so lately welcomed. Only a few moments ago he held out his arms to receive it, seemingly with joy. Now at the very first shock of its weight on his shoulder, he has fallen. The crowd thronging outside the judgment hall are laughing derisively. Some of them remember hearing him say that, that any man who wanted to follow him could only do so carrying his cross. Now it seems that he can't even take the first step on the way to be marked out by the footprints without falling. Is not this the man who claimed to be the Son of God? Why, he is not even a superman. He is not even equal in stamina to one of those splendid young Roman soldiers who are prodding him with their spears to get up. After all, he is just an ordinary man, like any other in that huge crowd milling around him. Yes, Christ is living through the experience of ordinary men of each and every ordinary man in whom he will abide through all the ages to come. He has not come into the world to indwell only exceptional men or supermen. He is not here and suffering his passion in order to be glorified in those who succeed where others fail, or to make himself an exception to ordinary men. He has come to live out the life of every man, of any man who has any love for him at all and tries to keep his word. Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. The cross with Christ has fallen under is the cross that most ordinary human beings fall under, and that, at the beginning of adult life, a material cross, the burden of the material struggle that nearly everyone must shoulder. 
This is the first fall, the first fall that each one of us knows. With the shock of it and the shame, Jesus takes the shock and the shame for all of us. There in him, we are watching ourselves today. There is the young man or woman taken by surprise by the violence of the first sudden onslaught of the temptations of grown-up life. There is the one who, a little while ago from the dream world of adolescence, welcomed the hardships and struggles of economic life in the spirit of adventure, tripped up by the first stumbling block of the materialism of the real world. There is that one who imagined that natural love alone could sustain a marriage on a meager wage, flung down by the first impact of grinding poverty for himself and his bride. There, too, is that most broken-hearted one who in a land of martyrs believed he could accept suffering and dreamed of martyrdom for himself. But at the first shock of the terrible reality, the first hard, rough, crushing of the cross on his back has fallen an ordinary man persecuted by the supermen of the ideologies derided and mocked by his own disillusioned fellow countrymen yes christ prostrate there under the cross lives through the humiliation and bewilderment of those who seem to fail at the start those taken suddenly by surprise who came out full of self-confidence to wrestle with and overcome the world, to overcome its materialism, its political and economic systems, its injustice, its hardships, and its terrors, confident that they could set their feet in Christ's footsteps, shoulder his cross and make the journey of life only to find themselves tripped up in his first footprint. And they have stretched out cords for a snare for my feet. They have laid for me a stumbling block by the wayside. That prophecy was spoken of Christ, of Christ fallen under the cross in Jerusalem, of Christ living on in all, who are cast down by the grief and humiliation of the first fall. He who never yielded to temptation himself has already lived through and overcome the discouragement and the sorrow of those who do. That is why Christ chose to be not a superman, not in a physical sense an extraordinary man, but an ordinary man. He allowed his own words about the majority who would follow him to be, in a sense, applicable to himself. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We did not identify ourselves with Christ. He identified himself with us. It is humiliation, wounded vanity, that makes it difficult to get up and go on after the shock of the first fall. If we have failed before others, if we have fallen openly, making ourselves objects of contempt and derision, it is still more difficult. Our humiliation is more bitter because we have not only betrayed ourselves to ourselves, but we have made our fools of but we have made fools of ourselves before others. They will watch us now that they know our weakness, 
They will watch our heroics as we try to start again, and they will mock at us. Christ, who chose to be an ordinary man on the Via Crucis, chose to feel ordinary human beings feel. Foretelling the anguish of his passion, it was the mockery that he spoke about first of all. The Son of Man shall be mocked and spat upon and crucified. Because Christ identifies himself with us, because he suffers the humiliation of the first fall in us, his love transforms it. The very wound can heal us. The first fall is the first real self-knowledge. Now we know our weakness. We know our helplessness before the difficulties of life our total inability to shoulder our responsibilities. We know that we cannot get up by ourselves. We cannot shoulder the burden for the second time by ourselves. We cannot face our own self-contempt or the derision of others by ourselves. We realize now that we are wholly dependent on Christ, dependent on him to act in us, to lift himself up in us, and to lift us up in him. His weakness is our strength. In the light of this new self-knowledge, in the realization and acceptance of our utter dependence on him, the second start, look as it may before men, is infinitely better in the eyes of God than the first. No longer do we seek to carry the burden with our own hands, with his. No longer do we try to walk in his footsteps. We tread the way with his feet. Prayer. Lord, we thank you for your compassion for us, for the mercy of your first fall under the cross. We thank you because you have identified yourself with us, who are ordinary weak men and women. You have made yourself one with those who fail, who are humiliated, who are overcome by circumstances, those who fall at the beginning of the way. We thank you because you fell at the beginning of the way to Calvary for us, fell for us under the material weight of the hewn wood. You carried the burden, the heaviness of our circumstances, the load of material things. You accepted the difficulties that sometimes overwhelm each one of us. You took to yourself the painful humiliation of our first fall. You gave us your weakness to be our strength. Grant to us, Lord, that the shock of the first sin, of the first failure at the beginning of life, may give us self-knowledge and a truer knowledge of you. May help us to know ourselves and you and to know the depths of your love. May it teach us our dependence on you and that without you, we can do nothing. Turn the humiliation caused by our vanity into your humility and lift us up in your power and with your courage to take the cross and to start again on the way, trusting now, not in ourselves, but in you.